Welcome back, Couchies, to The Couch Commentator. This is episode 40, The Real Deal. And yeah, we're talking about our Brisbane Broncos. I'm yeah. Jake Thomas, and I'm here with co-host Greg Geese. What up, Greg? That is correct, <laughs> Jacob. I am Greg, and you are the real deal, my friend. Uh, Thanks, pal. You're the real deal couch commentator. We are excited to be Sarah. here. It is an interesting week for us we really didn't get to watch much football jake <laughs> <laughs> that is true you came down and visited me in, in melbourne oh and wasn't it the best time ever mm. it was the best oh, week ever we could have <laughs> called it that um the best night of my life <laughs> uh it was fantastic to see all my buds and yeah is incredible we had a great time we're going to talk about that in during the show of course so the show runs through guys what we're doing we're talking about we're going to do broncos chat straight up because they played on thursday night and the broncos are the real deal they're premiership contenders for sure so we're going to talk about that uh it's a bit of a surprise but was it though we'll get into it not for me round (laughs) exactly the rest of the round 19 games of course will be addressed uh because we will never forget about those other teams that play super coach should be interesting because uh mr greg jace actually scored pretty darn well this week (laughs) finally something Something to talk about there for sure. Dolphin Watch will get a small mention because our man Milf uh, is potentially or is has definitely signed. It's it's somewhat signed, sealed, delivered. 80% of the uh, time it works every time. That's exactly what we're going off for this uh, for this moment, folks. Other sports, of course, will have to be addressed with uh, the World Champs being on and the Commonwealth Games just being around the corner. Tour de France was also decided. And of course, distractions. That's going to be all of our Melbourne Melbourne visit. Your Melbourne visit, rather. Mine. Yours. <laughs> Mine. Uh, and more, of course, breaking news as well. Let's get into it. The mighty Broncos, the mighty Broncos. It's time for Broncos chat. Ba-da-da-da. It's time for Broncos chat. Ooh, 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 ooh. It's a good week again with a really, really incredibly smooth win over Parramatta. I was shocked at how easy we did this one, Jacob. Seem to come easy. There's just a lot of skill on display from the Bronx, a lot of cohesion. We've pretty much got our fitter side on the field, bar a couple of our backs missing yep. Yep. due to injury. Uh, but there's some of the Cobos returning soon. Can't wait. Cobo, Cobo on the horizon, folks. Hands off my Cobo. Uh, hands off my Cobo. Eels, though, uh, were resilient. Um, they yeah. just. We, 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 we kind of bullied them around a bit. and We then did. We, we bullied we, them through um, the middle. <laughs> yeah. We, we had the game uh, nicely tied up in, in pretty much the, uh, the first half. So from there, we could just defend. It was just lovely to watch. Uh, I didn't, like you said, like we were chatting, like it didn't feel stressed out. Like we Mate, probably I should have been a bit more like on the edge of our seats seven, about I this. Yeah. I was at least cool, calm. Most games, I'm at least a <laughs> nine or a 10. And... Yeah often get to an 11 <laughs> but this game it just seemed like we were really in control the forward pack did the job in Payne Haas Pat Carrigan mm. enormous again that 
Return why they work in tandem is so fantastic that we can that yep. the other night there we brought Pat Carrigan off and got to send Payne Haas on. It was just like, where <laughs> am I? Some sort of alternate universe where we just replace one yeah. awesome player with the next. Like they made mention of uh Payne Haas reduced minutes is working and he's getting more be. output when he's on the field. It's been obviously an adjustment, uh, but yeah. with the injuries that he's had, it just makes sense. Shoulders, and doesn't it? Yep. It just the rest of the forward pack is the standing the up. They do. Absolutely, Jake. They've got the forwards to back him up now. And like guys like uh Ricky, you know, and um and Carrigan have got the experience now to support him. And then we've got, you know, the old, the old gun of Capewell, uh, you know, bagged a try as well. Good on it you. It did. Uh, was a, yeah, tell the, you what, it was a good same it's, game it's multi there, pack. Jake. All those try scorers. Kurt Capewell loves a try. Adam Reynolds just keeps jagging them all over the place. And Scory Oates gets over for another double. <laughs> that is the... Uh, Corey Oates, the best, uh, the best in a row in NRL. He's got a double, exactly. <laughs> the goat. Oh, the, sorry, sorry, the greatest Corey podcast winger of all time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Townie's two cents. <laughs> Throw that in there because oh, I actually, well, I got to get to catch up. We got to catch up with Townie. So yeah, it's did. surprising we didn't have a bit more of a love fest over Scory because no, hey, it's surprising. He was just incredible again there the other night. That pickup for the try was so not Corey Oates of old, you know, the hands on the bloke to be able to get that in the wet and scoop it up off the ground and then get it down was just sublime. I was so impressed with him. He gets um, another double. It's the first time since Steve ran off to do that in 97, I think they said. Uh, Steve then also went on to score uh, four doubles in a row. He is an impressive human being. The pearl, but <laughs> to be mentioned in Bronco. that sort of quality from uh, Broncos history is amazing for him because you know we were only talking at the start of this year, Jake. We were talking this weekend about this the fact that we said that he wasn't even in our 17 to start the season. For me, I had we, we got Pereira. that well wrong, totally wrong. <laughs> we had we? Jordan Pereira on one wing and um, Selwyn Cobo on the other, so on the other. I'm so glad to have been proven wrong. They look like mm. to be awarding Corey Oates a uh, upgraded deal now. So he'll get a couple of years at pretty decent money and, and good on him. He deserves it. He certainly does. Speaking of Pereira, probably maybe he's played his last game for the Bronx this year, not because of the game and a couple of the indiscretions during the game, but just because Cobo comes back and he doesn't fit in the lineup. I mean, you know, a bit like Tessie New next year. <laughs> so, I think there is still got, obviously potential backs exactly there, for the rest I of this year. There's could a have lot a game. They could rest going to the bridge. Absolutely, they could rest a player or two towards Mate, the end. Imagine absolutely. being in that kind of position that we could rest a player of yeah. some sort of quality, particularly you know get to the end of the year. And Corey Oates has had a lot of running in his legs. I'd love to give him a bit of a freshen up before the um, final start, so you give him a spell. When you're That's a great point, actually. Out. He's That's an a great old, point. old statesman now, but geez, he's running like a, a young buck. It's yeah, I've loved watching Corey Oates this year. Payne Haas gets over for a try as well. Look, not to mention, we should say on the other side, Oates, Mike he Cibo, got his um, best Mike scoring. Cibo got a double uh, as well. 
Yeah, Sivo gets a double. He he looks great. He's come back to form. Uh, Hasn't he just? Quickly. Yeah, and he's really the Eels attacking weapon at the moment. Yeah. Because uh, Clint Gutherson keeps on getting laid out. He's week. a super coach pickup, old Micah Sivo. <laughs> I, I reckon so. I think if you've managed to get him, um, you're in for a bit of fun. Yeah. Something to follow, something to be excited about each week when you're watching him, that's for sure. Sorry, I was just saying with Otsi, that's his, um, it's his second best year. Um, for scoring, like second best scoring wow. of his tries. Wow. I think he's on 14 and his best is 16. I'm Still got plenty to go. Pretty sure he's, that's right. He's going <laughs> to surpass yeah. that. Surely. So there was Come a bit on. of chat of that in the change rooms afterwards. So, yeah. Broncos, baby. And Jordan, the, chat is that, the chat is that we're the real deal. Jordan Ricky, sorry. Yeah, Yeah, sorry. I, I just need to mention Jordan Ricky's do. Jordan pick Ricky's... up and put down. And I think it was, it, was, sexy, it, it looked it? like, yeah, it was super sexy. I, I guess it was a, a planned play because he looked like to be the only player running through and it was a beautiful kick there from Renault. Ball yep. held up nicely and he got to get the ball down without any stress. And that's when you're starting to look at the game and just go, wow, we have got this. <laughs> yeah, this is looking good. This is looking oh, smooth. Nice. Everyone's talking to each other. The players have obviously bonded really well before the game. Yeah. I rang you up and it was like, apparently Kevy's got them in a little camp before this game just to just what to a give great a bring the group idea, together. Kev. The Kevolution continues just before <laughs> Smart, the, the back end of the season starts. You know, we were just talking about it this last week, how important this is, Jake to start to really get some wins and get some momentum towards the finals. And he puts them in camp in Sydney. Mm. I just loved hearing that. I was like, that is a really smart play. And um, it obviously steeled us this game. We just looked so comfortable. Renault just owned the show. Uh, Will Panisi. Try at the end, didn't he? Yep. Will Panisi going off in the 31st minute certainly did not help mm. Parramatta. They expelled no, sure. a lot of energy during that time. Kirk yep. Capewell yep. scored straight after that. And then for uh, old score to go for his double just after half time, I was like, we have this in the bag. I, yeah. I, I, it was, was a great way to start the half, wasn't yeah, it? <laughs> Q was in the rack for me. But I that was yeah. my only stress was that, you know, I hope they don't feel that way, but they didn't, you know, and that's not who they are anymore. They run out games just as well as they started them. And that's been the most impressive part. That's what you get from Kurt Capewell and Adam Reynolds. You get that experience to just finish as well as you start. And it's so important towards the finals that we continue with that mantra. Couldn't agree more. The late Reynolds try, uh, Tony Staggs, another bone rattling hit on Clint Gutherson. So that was after we did and, all that defense in the other up. end. It was right at the yeah. It, it, it was great to get that late try yeah. just to seal the game. You know, it's it's never nice when the other team scores the last try on a victory. That's and, right. Uh, that was just the perfect way to seal the deal. Yeah. When you know, and again, we just finished it off from there. Kept our cool, defended the rest of the game. Eels are throwing everything. Like they're a great side. They are they're, a good they're, side. They're they they have been as good as us this year, and now we're we're better. <laughs> they're the only team that's beaten Penrith and the Storm. Yes, that's right. So that is a feather in their cap. Uh, they exactly. still have a long ways to go if they're going to prove that they are a premiership threat. I think we certainly yeah, showed that we are the real deal. Are they? And that's yet? what got spoken about. Exactly. Are it they the real eel? Time. Are they the real eel? It, it's this. This is the time. 
the ladder, we're looking at the ladder. The top eight is is pretty much almost set, and there's, there's quite a battle going down at the bottom. But the Bronx is sitting in a nice spot, and I don't see us going anywhere. Looking to the week ahead, Parramatta have Panthers coming up as well. So that is a really tough one, a ripper on a Friday night. Oh, it's going to be a belter of a game. Just and like the belter they got from the Bronx. <laughs> and we have the Tigers hurting after sure absolute robbery, disgrace, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. We will talk about that later. But yeah. we have a game at Suncorp Stadium. I will be there. I am excited. I really want to win. I'm going to take my beautiful family and we're going to watch Broncos hopefully put some tries on early. I think mm. we should we should tear them up. We are a much better side than the West Tigers. Yeah, we certainly are. The West Tigers will be hungry and they've they've, they certainly will they've, be. Sh- they've shown a lot of growth. We are, uh, of we are the late, real deal, Jake. But um, we are indeed. You guys are going to get sick of hearing that, <laughs> but we are the real deal. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the rest of the games. Let's get into it. Go All Broncos. Right. Okay, go Broncos. All right, Friday night's games. Uh, which we didn't see because we were partying in Melbourne. Great night for not watching the football. <laughs> uh, we were at the casino. We were having a great <laughs> we time. Were at, and we were at a bar. And honestly, in Melbourne, rugby league is not on, guys. I shit you not. Not really. Not unless it's a storm game. Most bars, and there is AFL on every yeah, single TV. On. I'd yeah. say you'd specifically need to ask if you want rugby league on a particular TV. And in most sports bars where there's multiple TVs, you'll occasionally find one that's got some rugby league on it. But I really did not see too much at all. I saw a lot of not AFL. much. It's kind of walking around, to be honest. And <laughs> it's almost like I'm slowly getting brainwashed to watch AFL. But I've, I, I like up. AFL. I'm just... Not I like it, and, and that's probably sacrilegious. But I, I love rugby league. I like AFL. I love rugby league. I do. I enjoy how tribal they are, Jake. That's the one thing I take note out of in Melbourne is that there's so many beanies and scarves and mm. um, jumpers. They will be wearing their, you know, short sleeve jumper with a little long john underneath. But in the middle of yeah. winter, I know they're chilly. But they are wearing it anyway. There's Wakabini on, and they show their colours. Yeah, they, they certainly the do. Yeah, so that's um, that's what happened in the Dragon Seagulls game. <laughs> that's pretty much what we saw. <laughs> no, look, nah, obviously look, the Dragons the take Dragons away from got this up, game. Yeah, yeah, was was Ben Hunt and his uh, supreme performance again. This guy is just going from strength to strength and showing why he is the million dollar half. He. Yeah, played against another million dollar half in Daly Cherry Evans there the other night, and he owned the stage. The forty twenty, uh, top forty twenty is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. A very impressive performance from Ben Hunt. He, he led them around the paddock. I've seen the highlights, obviously, and aside from the um, brilliant performance from Ben Hunt, you'd have to say the Dragons overall played pretty well, considering they were down a man early. Yeah, Cody Ramsey went down, head knocked, didn't look good. And yeah, the Seagulls kind of just weren't, I don't know, they went up for it, I guess. The dra- the Dragons were just on the up, 
they got on the up foot pretty quickly. <laughs> the up foot, whatever that means, front folks. Foot. Um, front foot. Yeah, with the bet two early Ben Hunt tries, it, it just you know it gives you that momentum, doesn't it? The belief you've got and this you, half steering you around, that well. you're confident, absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. So the rest of the team feeds off that and they just continue to throw attacking plays at the Seagulls on their line when the Seagulls did hold them out for a lot of the game. And But when it comes down to it, um, they only managed to score one try back at them and then the Dragons got one in the dying moments when it looked they were really the better team towards the back end of that game. Dragons definitely need to treat every game pretty much now until the finals as their grand final because they, um, they're really fighting for their lives down the bottom there of the bottom half of the eight. so many teams on 20 points and yeah yeah you've, you've, they've the got to be interested juicy, in it? every game oh yeah. super juicy very juicy juicy dave from uh survivor juicy uh <laughs> we, they're, they're versing the roosters next week and they're uh oh sorry no they're not that's the seagulls but they should be they should be bloody interested in each game as well they're in the, the same position are the sleeping giant of the competition And that brings us to the next game, Jake. The it Roosters certainly does. Versus the Knights. Luke Keary was back. They trud on the Knights. No surprise. He scores they? the first try. I was so yeah. irritated with myself. 41 bucks he was paying, Jake, for first try. Gamble responsibly, ladies and gentlemen. But that is crazy money for a returning player who you knew was going to try and dominate the game. There was so much talk about the fact that Joseph Manu was the superstar who needed to take over that number eight, uh, sorry, that number six Jersey. And that means he wasn't playing, but gets pushed out. Mm. That's true, but they were never going to go with that anyway. Sorry, Jake. No. Um, Luke Heary is obviously going to be their uh, guiding half for the rest of this year. And mm. with the stars they have around them in James Tedesco, Joseph Sawali, you know, Angus Crichton's there as well. And Sam Walker performing admirably in the six jersey. There is mm. no doubt in my mind that they can be a threat for the competition. They reminded everybody of Daniel Tupo's um, skill under the high ball as well. Just yes. with like, oh, can't get to him. Try. Too easy. <laughs> the, the Knights had no hope in that game. And um, I'm not sure at what stage Ponga got that hit, but. He's out for the season now. Yeah, they're going to sit him for the rest of the season by the looks of it, and that is a smart move. He's had two. Well, many they head can't. Knocks. They can't contend. They're out of it. Like he, five the head knocks he's had, Jake. Oh, poor fella. That's he's such a good player. You got to protect him, don't you? They're oh. third last on the ladder. It's not going to get any better. Rest your best player. Yeah, um, sit him out. The Bulldogs are going to try and kill him next week. <laughs> <laughs> they are. Next week's games. We, as we said, are looking very, very good. The Seagulls mm. take on the Roosters next week in a very exciting clash at Four Pines Stadium. I will probably have my money on the Roosters, I reckon. So Thursday night, Roosters yep. by 12. Greg's tips. Uh, sounds good. Sounds good, Greggy. Uh, is Manu back? Don't know. Yeah, we'll have to find out. Doesn't we don't know? Teams, teams have not been announced in this timeline, folks. But you probably know if he is playing. Uh, if he is, yeah, absolutely. If and he is, call not, in and let if, us know. 
<laughs> yeah, if he is, call and let us know. Messages <laughs> from the future. Uh, and, yeah, I think they're definitely going to win that. But Teddy looked great the other night, and it, it just, you know, like in case you didn't know, he's a fucking good player. <laughs> and give the ball to Teddy and he'll um yeah. he'll make it happen for you. So yeah, they're they're bloody good type. Yeah, definitely the sleepers. Well put, Greg. All right, that's Friday. Let's move on to Super Saturday. The next game was Panthers versus the Sharks, your favourite team. I got to watch a lot of this game, Jake, <laughs> as I was sitting on the bed waiting for my dear wife to get ready when we're in Melbourne. Not sure if I oh, mentioned, yeah. but we went to Melbourne over the weekend. God, it was fun. The Sharks did exactly what I thought they were going to do early and they mm. got out to a nice 10-year lead. I thought, for me, that this was the upset of the round. I thought the Sharks would take the Panthers coming off a really tough origin period where mm. could have been that emotional letdown with um, the likes of you, Jerome Luai and Nathan Cleary and Isaiah Yo, uh, What's his name? Liam Martin. You know, they've, they've had a lot of players play origin and yep. they had to taste defeat for the first time in a while for a few of them. So I thought there could have been that emotional letdown. Unfortunately, there wasn't. It was just normal proceedings. As soon as that second half started, Panthers just started with that pace and relentless pressure again. They are very impressive with the rate at which they they run at the entire match. Their line speed is is insane. And and maybe offside. um... They're quick. They're quick. They that's for quick. sure. Yeah, they 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 fought back. They're professionals. They're they're a professional outfit. When they knew they had to step into another gear, they did. Um, probably no. good for them to do a bit of coming from behind, just yep. to um, you know against the top four side. A bit of yeah, a bit of diversity. Top four side. Exactly against a good, really good side for sure. Matt Moylan, um, so, no surprise, has a good game against one of his old. Well, his old yeah. club. It's always the way, isn't it? Yeah, uh, you, you can't let um, <laughs> your old club get, get one over on you. Yeah, and of course they are, are hunting for your head constantly. Yeah, but yeah, the Panthers, yeah, they just know uh, they know how to win. They're just, really familiar with how to win. Yeah, exactly. It, as much as losing becomes a habit, winning becomes a habit as well. If you can get into the habit of winning, just find ways to win. And that is exactly what happened there the other night. You know, they won by 10 points. It ends up being a pretty comfy win. And that was really, I suppose, because of that last try right at the death there. But it was because, again, because of relentless pressure. And then Jerome Luai, for me, yeah, Jerome Luai getting the um, try there at the death made me feel sick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're not his biggest fans or at all. But... Uh, the double step though, like he does it, you, you see, he does it at the end of a lot of games when everyone's tied and he gets the ball. And instead of passing, like he has the entire game and letting everyone else do the work, he runs the ball and he generally scores a try. He certainly Asshole. does. <laughs> Panthers too good. No, over well done. The Sharks. Yeah, absolutely. They're sitting mightily, uh, very comfortable on top 36 points. Wow. Wow. 
Saturday's games finished with the Rabbitohs beating Melbourne Storm. That is Melbourne Storm's fourth loss on the trot. This is the first time this has happened in seven years. I cannot believe it, Jake. There were some staggering statistics thrown out at the start of the night there. there. Quite a few. They (laughs) said that the Storm finished first or second in each of the last six years. Now, that is just an incredible incredible statistic all on its own. For the Storm And what an achievement. For the last six years to just be sitting there and their team is one or two every year. Guys, be very happy and proud of that because that is incredible. But they must be starting to stress because this is their first form slump, you would say, of the last decade. They've had dips, but this is a proper slump. Yeah, it's not looking like Craig Bilmer is really that confident they can come out of it. He literally said he doesn't know. Maybe not. <laughs> like he's he, uh, that's an overshare. Know. Is that a, uh, yeah, exactly. That's maybe that's too much information. <laughs> uh, no, so that's even an overshare trying for your team. Embarrass his team, like his players. I, a bit. I guess so. Uh, to me, it's that's not good for the psyche of your younger players to be putting that thought in their head. You know, the coach just said he doesn't know if we're going to be able to get out of this. Mate, the anxiety that gives me even saying those words, I can only imagine what some of those younger players are thinking sitting there as Craig Bellamy yeah. is absolutely berating them. The, and they're um, losing troops as well at the end of the season. They are. And so the, this team doesn't actually get stronger next year. It does not. So that is also a concern. Well, particularly uh, with the idea yeah. and Dolphin Watch, Dolphin Watch on the sure. horizon. What if Munster takes up that whopper deal that is being floated? Yeah, this deal that's being spoken of, and obviously they're not allowed to approach Munster until the end of the year, the Dolphins, but um, the rumour deal now is um, 1.3 mil a year. Here, That'll make him the highest paid uh, NRL star. And, you know, if he was like, wanted to take the family up to, uh, up to well, pretty much to Brisbane, but yeah. up to uh, Queensland at some stage over the next couple of years, then this is your opportunity, isn't it? What a great opportunity to set yourself up for life and then to be the face of a brand that could potentially take you into your post-football career as well. So it is a incredible opportunity for him. Look, we really should reflect on the fact that South are just dominating the competition at the moment. Latrell Mitchell back in that side, it seems as though that decision to to let him go away to America and pay for his rehabilitation on the hamstring was the best investment that they could have ever made because it is just been this injection of pure brilliance, power and skill that has elevated South Sydney to another level these last few yep. weeks. It, it's undeniable. Um, it is undeniable now. Yeah. The influence and he has on that side is there for all to see. Lachlan Ilias goes over again. So for that <laughs> young fella, you know, no so one's true. talking about him at, at halfback now. No one's even discussing the fact that he was sucking it up. So yep. he is now able to just do his thing because you've got a guy like Trell absolutely dominating the competition he is quite a bit quite a bit of redemption prospect huge redemption 
Yeah, and Latrell, you know, goes up in gears. If he come, he does still come in and out of the game to some degree. So he just inserts himself when he needs to, and he probably hasn't quite hit his full gear just yet. Nah, he's got um, he's got tens in him, doesn't he? And once and he it, gets and, and he to was that performance, Storm and he didn't have to go. And he didn't have to play at his best. So I that's know. Um, that's a bit freaky too. Yeah, it is. Uh, AJ he, he did, gets another well. double. I was just going to say, please, I'm glad you brought up AJ. AJ really does make um, Latrell Mitchell look bloody good as well. Too, He's a perfect finisher, he, isn't he? He gives, Latrell gives him the ball and Alex Johnson finds a way to score. And the that left side attack there, it is going to really screw some sides over. I was only talking to you today about the fact that the Cowboys play a very compressed defense, a really sort of up and in defense. And it... Mm it leaves them vulnerable on the edges. If they can have these sweeping plays where Alex Johnson keeps getting on the outside, you watch South come up against the Cowboys. They could score a few tries on the edges because your smarter players, smarter halves are really taking advantage of the better sides that are this real up and in defense. If you don't execute it perfectly and the attack pulls off a beautiful little wrap play and they get that ball to the edge, it's game over, try in the corner. Well, I was just while you were, you know, throwing out that little prediction, I just looked it up and the Cowboys versus the Rabbitohs in round 24. Oh, that is tasty. <laughs> That's quite the look into the future. <laughs> yeah, but look, I love that kind of stuff. Look, every week now, between now and the end of the year, is going to have a couple of really tasty morsels that we just cannot wait to watch. This was one of those games. So very, very impressive that South did such a number on the storm. Yes, it really got storm, away from the storm, didn't it? The storm made a lot of uncharacteristic errors, but there is nothing wrong with the personnel they have on the field. I am no. tired of hearing this. All these injuries are playing against the storm. Welcome to the real world. Welcome to what everyone else has had to suffer through. They, yes, for years have just managed to cover any of their issues. You know, they had Nico Hines there for Christ's sake last year to paper oh, over any yeah. of their positions that they lost through the year. So what now they are seeing what it is like. You lose an upper echelon star. You have to just replace mm. it with someone else, a Nick Meany. And unfortunately, they aren't Ryan Pappenhausen. And it's just something you're going to have to deal oh. with. There is still Jerome Hughes out there. There's still Cameron Munster, who, by the way, is trying his absolute ass off. So you can't blame him. Um, the no. forward pack is strong. They, I think, for me, could be missing the most out of all of these players. And it's one people don't talk about as much. Christian Welch, without mm. his leg speed and power through the middle of the field and stealing that defense, that's been the thing that's let them down. They cannot, as Craig Bellamy said in his press conference, defend their errors. They make an error and then, unfortunately, they just let a try in. And that is very mm. un-Melbourne-like. It really is. And it's it's not what keeps you in the uh, top echelon of the teams for the year, that's for sure. Now, they're looking, uh, staring down the barrel of not being in the top four. And that, wow. is, that is a scary prospect for the Melbourne Storm. It is. Not for me. <laughs> no, we, we want that. That's our spot. Eventually. <laughs> well, let's face it. The only way we get to stay up there is if one of those, you know, players, uh, sorry, one of those bigger, bigger teams does drop out. So 
I am not going to be upset about the Melbourne Storm's downfall. Uh, I am not going to cheer it either, but I'm just going to watch it and see how it plays out. Couldn't agree more, Greg. We've got the Broncos uh, on our sites in only in our sites. That's right. <laughs> one team, one dream. Okay, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. The Bulldogs uh, put plenty of points on the Titans. I mean, there was there was tries on both sides, really. Bit of a try of loser, I suppose. But at uh, Josh Adokar, two intercept tries. I mean, the guy just—he's. They showed it. He's on side. He just—he just knows they're going to go the blind side somehow. Yeah. And just runs straight for the ball, catches it, and runs right, hundred meters twice. <laughs> cat like reflexes and great instincts he did it twice and he shows that it is no fluke yeah him so and- nice he did it twice <laughs> oh too good uh speaking mm. of twice and doubles matt burton also gets a double very impressive tandem combo sorry i shouldn't say also because it was the only double of the game yeah uh, very got a hat trick yeah he did. got a hat trick amazing mm. Very impressive tandem um, combo, though, the Burton and Adokar combo. Sure. If they can hold that together and they can start to build around those star players and add a bit more depth with the likes of Reed Marnie getting there next mm. year, it really will be interesting to see what happens with the Bulldogs because if they can hold on to Matt Burton, they'll have to upgrade him an absolute shit ton if they think they're going to keep yeah. him. But if they can... You're right, the combo is... is he's a good he's really player. Going. He really is a good player. Ah, oh, he's fantastic. He saw him there the other night and he took on the line. His running game is fantastic. And then it's almost like teams are like, oh, shit, that's right. This guy like runs the ball. And yeah, <laughs> the, Titans, exactly. the Titans forgot who, who they were dealing with. Yeah, and, um, they held off and him Ado, so much. Car, oh, heaps. And then Addo Carr moved into center in a couple, like, you know, just switching around into some of those plays to get into position where, um, Matt Burton could pass the ball directly to him. And yeah, the, the combination there is growing strong and they will have some new additions to the team next year. If everybody decides to keep their contract on, on the, on the, uh, the way it's meant to go. Yeah, exactly. I suppose there, the other, the other chat there. And Billy Army Kickout. Um, Billy Army Kickout. Cameron Serraldo. I mean, Pretty much done deal. Locked is, in, apparently. Locked it in. it yeah. seems like he's a dollar ten to get the coaching gig. And then you're starting to see they might yeah. actually have a bit of a crux lockdown there. You you understand yeah. the um Serraldo Burton um link there. You know, you get the Panthers assistant coach and he's talking similar systems to what Burton's used to. Burton might yep. really, really like that. So that would be a huge win for the dogs if they get Serraldo. Over there, he is one of the most sought-after assistant coaches I have ever heard. Yep. Probably since Craig Fitzgibbon left um, Trent Robinson and the Roosters, has mm-hmm. there been a uh, assistant coach so sought-after? There could it's be brighter times ahead for the Bulldogs because they have a lot of resources. They have a heaps of backing and stack of money. Speaking of... Uh, They've got a mongrel in uh, Gus School at the, at the helm. Exactly. Can, just Dying before you knows. get into, no doubt, tearing Titans to shreds. <laughs> um, uh, can I just say the whole Phil Gould thing and yep. him pretty much mid-season telling 
going live on air and saying Cameron Serraldo should just not take not any ready. deals from any clubs. Not ready. It's like, what the actual fuck? You just oh, scared everybody off. Gus. So you could give him the deal when it was right for you. He never Couldn't says anything in the media that he doesn't want to put out there for a particular reason. You know, there's always motivation to Gus's comments. So there should be no surprise that when he said that he had an ulterior ulterior motive to get Serraldo to his side. I don't understand why we didn't see it coming. Laughable. It is. Yeah, I haven't really seen anything since. I, I probably need to tune in and see him talking about that since all that and see what he has we'll to be say. Seen, but he, yeah. He's master deflector. He, he'll say what he Mas- Master something. <laughs> uh- <laughs> <laughs> well put. Uh, uh, another bunch of master somethings, uh, the Gold Coast Titan. <laughs> they get... <laughs> Uh, they get into the grind with the the try to Toby Sexton and you're starting to think, okay, cool. The Titans might actually be here for a game today. And unfortunately, you know, the dogs streak away with it. And the only way back was Dave Feeder uh, getting finally a play created for him. He, he runs mm. through on a grubber kick where they could use that as a great ball play. There will be a lot of players and um, defenses around the competition that will all be bracing for a David Fafita contact. So to mm. put a little grubber through and then just have him run straight by you, that is a great play. They used That's it a good idea. there the other day. Mm. But unfortunately, they don't have enough experience to win these games. And no. by Holbrook's own admission, he said... I need an experienced half and an ex- and p- potentially an experienced hooker as well to do what we need them to do. Didn't they just release Fogarty at the start of this year? He is well, an experienced yeah, right. half. They, by design, created this side and were spruiking it at the start of the season, saying Toby Sexton's the future. Um Alexander Brimson at 5'8 is going to be amazing for us. Jaden Campbell at the back is going to be scintillating. And we've got Aaron Clark in our hooker. And everyone said, who? And they were talking (laughs) it up like this is going to be the greatest spine of modern kind. And it was a bunch of Nevilles who had really no names aside from Alexander Brimson, who made a name for himself at fullback. So they're playing him out of position. And mm. I'm supposed to be shocked, which let's just tell you, <laughs> I'm not, that they are sucking up an absolute storm. They've released Fogarty and now they're saying they needed experience. So basically we need to find out who made that decision and move them on. If that was Holbrook, then he needs to be moved on because this was by design. Uh, he also mentioned, Jake, I'm confident as coach that when we get those key positions sorted, will be fine. Well, thanks, <laughs> Captain Obvious strikes again. Once we get wow. those fine positions sorted, we'll be fine. Well, Hey, once we get our most important ever, players in the team, <laughs> we'll be real good then. If hey, we once, we've got, once our players Munster, are good, we'll, we'll be a good Ryan team too. We'd be so mm. good. Oh, and let's mate. just throw in a, a Brandon Smith for the like. Look, everyone wants good players and experienced players in those key positions 
go out and find them. Or if you have them, don't let them go. It is staggering. It is Katoni staggering to me that I'm reading. That's Katoni staggering. Jake, because <laughs> I felt as though this is the side they created. So this shitstorm was created purely by them. Enjoy your shitstorm, Titans. Dolphin watch. Dolphin watch. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I love your jingles. The um, big news for Dolphin Watch is Anthony Milford off to the Dolphs for 23 and 24. Good deal for both parties, I reckon. Yeah, we looked it up. Confirmed, guys. Uh, you know, we've got they all the news. They need a controlling <laughs> half beside him, though. They need to put a controlling half beside him. It is so crucial. Well, uh, yeah, the Sean O'Sullivan deal... Uh, if that all goes ahead, is that 100%? That's 100%. That's locked that in. That is 100% so too. That's locked in too. That Sean With all this conjecture, I can't keep track. Half. Yeah. 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 You've got to say, look, you need to do it because Milf can't have that pressure on him. Uh, he really does need that. Uh, he's going to get great support from Bennett, obviously. Bennett is the Milf whisperer. Um, so it's, it's good. It's a good thing. I think it's good for the Dolphins. Mate, is he enough to put on the uh, the billboard? Maybe, maybe, maybe. Not sure. Yeah. I think they will really go hard at Munster if they yeah. can yeah. get him. Absolutely. He is obviously your billboard guy. And come November one, they can start actually going harder at him. So if they get him over the line before Christmas time, that's your billboard guy, and you just start of pumping course. that for the following year. And then Milf's the guy that's on the light poles, you know, on those banners that swing off the light poles as you're driving through the record there. He'll <laughs> <laughs> be on plenty of Interesting because they play the same position. Um, so, but, you know, anyway, of course, you, you, you play Monster over Milf, but you find Monster Milf. over Milf you, and then Sean or Milf get the um, other half spot and it will be a bit of competition for it. They are going to throw the absolute kitchen sink at Munster. Apparently, you reckon what they going put to the do, number seven on Munster's back. I do. I apparently what they're going to do is uh, stack their salary cap so that they don't spend as much next year in their first year. So they've got more up their sleeve in their second year to throw at Munster. So it's a really interesting play. It's basically trying to scrape by in their first year and exceed expectations on what they've got which I don't mind. I actually think that's quite a clever play. They've mm. already alluded to the fact that they're not going to just snatch at shadows. They're going to go after the player that they think can take them to that next level. That is clearly Cameron Munster. And if they can get him for the following year, instead of their inaugural year, they aren't going to give two shits. Oh, they definitely definitely need to do everything that they have to do to get him in. And the big offer they're throwing about, thrown at him in rumour, <laughs> yep. uh, not directly at him, is, is obviously huge. Five mil across the four years, 1.3 a year. That's crazy, as we mentioned earlier. Uh, but um, I don't really like the idea of him going in seven. I mean, that's that's just conjecture at this stage, of course. It is. Um, 
who knows, Jake, what they what they'll do. I'm not entirely sure. You know, they put his, him with the six on his back and Sean Sean O'Sullivan at seven. It doesn't matter sure. what number you have on their backs. It depends on what style they want to play and what game yeah. play they want to play. We're announcing Milf getting signed, and it's like, hey, probably won't be in the team months to No, it'd be <laughs> and he's gone. Look, yeah, it, it'd really be interesting, <laughs> but I, as we said, I think signing Milford for next year is great for them. They are basically ready to roll out uh, for the season 22. So bring on the Dolphs. Yeah, very interesting. Um, well done, Dolphins, for learning the signature. Let's move on to the next segment. The last of the Sunday games was the Cowboys versus the West Tigers. And uh, this one was fought right down to the wire. An extremely controversial call in the 80th minute. <laughs> in, the 80, in the 80th minute and one second, pretty much. Uh, but, yeah, it, the game was um, fought uh, bravely by both teams. The, it was James Tamau's 300th game. The Tigers were asked to really put an effort in for their captain, and they did, and they they probably deserved to win because they got slightly robbed at the end, or that would be the opinion of some, and, and Cowboys fans would. The opinion of all. <laughs> there Cowboys was fans a genuine Bellaclava <laughs> down robbery at Queensland Country Bank Stadium there last night. They got away with all the cash. They got away with all the lollies. There is no way known that the Cowboys should have won that game. I cannot believe the actual robbery that happened there yesterday. <laughs> they can say all they like about this rubbish. The, the NRL are tiptoeing around the fact that there was no stoppage for them to actually call the captain's challenge. Now, they say there was a stoppage, and that's the stoppage that they do before they call full time. So it's not full time, but we stop just before we call full time. So at that stoppage, that's when you can challenge the call that was never made in the first place. And that's how the Cowboys got that challenge in. You can say what you like about that, which is obviously complete and utter bullshit. It might be written in the rules that that's what happens. You blow the whistle once to stop Mm. and then you blow the whistle twice for full time. You do hear that, that little funny so potentially that is what's happened there i don't care it wasn't even a penalty in the first place the winger Mm. had eyes but nothing but the ball kyle felt and him collided into each other shoulder to shoulder it was going back for the ball it was just a collision collisions happen in rugby league it was absolute highway robbery peyton can say what he likes in the press conference that they were ripped off two points earlier in the year I do believe in the old swings and roundabouts, but that isn't for me a swings and roundabout scenario. That is just rubbish. There's no way there should have been a penalty there. Ashley Klein definitely should sit out for the next few weeks because that was a poor performance from that third referee. Mm. The poorest of performances. That's the worst decision I've seen definitely this year and in recent memory. Mm. The Tigers had some really great tries to be to be proud of. Like the team really came together. Sorry, they, they... no. What's up, mate? 
last year, last week, there was a similar thing that happened <laughs> to the Cowboys, though, in the yeah. Jason Tamalolo try where they actually got given an obstruction for a supporting player. So another mm. equally as absurd uh, decision. But this one genuinely just like that was a turning point. Yes, this was a genuine decision that broke the game. So mm. that is, for me, why it's not one of the swings and roundabouts one. It's not one mm. of the ones that just goes against you. It was just a incorrect decision that, that effectively lost the Tigers the game. Yeah, for sure. I tell you what, it's pretty handy that um, Val Holmes' field goal in the 73rd it certainly minute. was. I and, actually, then, um, and then two tries from the West Tigers. I know. For Crazy. me, well, I actually, I said that to you, And that's Jake, it. Like in, the last 10 minutes of the game was, was incredible. And yep. then for it to finish the way it did was just a real letdown to, to you know, the, the history um, of the game. Yeah, just to NRL in general. It's just, just like the game. That deserved mm. to just have the result the way it was. The Tigers mm. deserved to win that game. The Tigers. Yeah played incredibly well against a very good side in the Cowboys. They, mm. It's not like the Cowboys performed poorly. It was a good game no. for them as well. Yeah, it was a well game from both it. sides. Yeah, but and the, the Tigers, Tigers really brought it just, to one of the top four teams. And exactly. It off to incredibly them. up for a it's, James It's Tarnow's such a shame. 300th. It is a shame because it just didn't deserve that. Certainly the Tigers need to bring that more often on a more consistent basis. And that's what they sort of hoped to do uh, about halfway through the season when we started to see some turn and results. But um, unfortunately, they just couldn't stay in the fight for the whole season. Mm -hmm. These performances need to be at least a few more in there. There needs to be a bit better, um, uh, a closer difference between their best and their worst because this is what their best is. They can really take it to the top sides. Yeah, absolutely. They uh, are obviously not this year though. (laughs) No. They are also one of those um, sides that have a couple of clever halves in there. You know, Luke Brooks's passing to get to the edges and mm. outside of the Cowboys were obviously a game plan designed to take advantage of the fact that Cowboys do play that up and in defense. They really play a compressed defense. And Kyle felt jams in often. Obviously, Murray Tolling, does the same. And the... Um, Cowboys get exposed there on the edges and some good passing got them to the edges a few times. Mm-hmm. Then right there at the death, it was just a good team try from the Tigers to, to take the lead and what should have been the win. I, yeah, I'm just really shattered for them because they deserve that one. It's a real um, sucky way to lose. If that decides a grand final, Jake, you are flipping your lid, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. If that decides a grand final and Brisbane lose to whoever, I don't give a fuck that could make me walk away from the game. Genuinely. Like I would be so disillusioned that that decision cost a team a premiership. So that is what we need to measure ourselves on every decision of the like, when it is the game on the line, you need to think about it. What if this was a grand final? And that's what Ashley Klein should have thought to himself there last night. What if this was a grand final? Would I be happy that Mm. that collision is a penalty to decide a grand final? No. (laughs) Yeah, it was just ridiculous. I mean, like, you know, Tigers could have even been a situation potentially where they were, you know, fighting for a better spot in, you know, in in the ladder. Exactly. Obviously, it wasn't that case. And it's not going to affect 
but it affects the top all, four, Jake. Apart from we could be it on does. equal. Takes, we could be does. on equal points with the Cowboys right now, and mm. they will be very happy that they got away with that one to skip away to second, all on their own. Very lucky, but uh, very it lucky. really did shy, uh, sh- shower shit on the Tigers and uh, <laughs> sunshine on the Cowboys at the end of that game. It's just the this is the way things are going sometimes um, with the refs coming up with this crazy shit. But yeah, oh, that that's a shocker. That's what happened. That's yeah. what it was a shocker, absolute mm. shocker. But that's what happened, and that's how the games rounded off the week with a bit of controversy. Why not? Let's uh, let's talk a bit. Let's roll into some super coach because there was some great success from one Greg Cheese. Let's get into it. Super coach Greg Jace. <laughs> I was hoping you would do that. Yes. Well, oh, Petrelli's yeah, heroes. The, top of the show. Petrelli's heroes finally pulls out a performance I can be proud of. 1342, Jake. That is something that I never thought possible. Well done. And here am I with my 1303 thinking I'm doing pretty darn good Mate, and tell us petrelli's what, tell heroes us actually go though like <laughs> let's talk real talk because mine yeah. uh look i think mine takes me up five thousand uh places or something because that's how shite yeah. i was but jake you have actually moved near to top 2000 now that's right 2025 it's i'm ha- very happy with this achievement I feel like my team is pretty good and I'm actually going to just get rid of some players this week and just bring in some nuffs, build up a bit of cash to figure out who the next gun I buy to finish off the round with, uh, to finish off the year with, or maybe I keep that for injuries. I just haven't quite decided that yet, but this week I'll be cleaning house, getting some nuffs in, making sure that I've only got the premium players on the field. What's a good super coach team got left in trades? Jake, what do you got? Um, Seven, I think. Oh, that's... Let's have a look. You you can nuff out a couple of players, upgrade and still have some plays for the finals. That's exciting. Seven and a boost. Oof. And yeah, it really is about, yeah, like I said, really about a cleaning house. But over to you, Greg Chase. I mean, <laughs> oh, there's look. no, there's no secret to it. I, I got pretty lucky in the fact that no, look, mm. luck, luck had nothing to do with it because I was adamant that James Tedesco was going to have a belter because he has just gone, uh, but nothing but fantastic this year. He had a, mm. a great origin, as we said, most running meters, and he hasn't stopped. He is still the form and premium fullback in the competition. He was Absolutely. at his dominant best there again there the other night. And thanks to just a little um, pickup from you last week, Jake, I went in mm. for Latrell Mitchell considering yeah, good. Uh, Ryan Pappenhausen was no longer available. I had some... Latrell stuck, is still quite scores. a pod as well. So I agree. I thought by nine percent to jump onto him. Yeah. Yeah, started looking at some of the, um, you know, the, the, the pods and like, you know, who who the most owned players are because uh, you can, you can check this info out and um, yeah, it's very interesting. It's not a secret. Uh, and then Shuali was the other uh, real star mm, in my life. I don't have him and I'd love to, but I don't know if I need to go out of my way to get him. He's certainly, I would be chasing points, bring him in. So I, I could, 
I, I like him. Look, he's not combo. expensive. Five eleven. No, he's yeah. He's a great. Pretty good. I, I kind of want to. I my my centers are stacked, and I, well, I wouldn't mind. Thanks. Who knows? I might actually get some good scores towards the end of the year, and it's not mm. going to matter. I am going to fall short of finals, which really breaks my heart because I can um I can compete with some decent sides in the competition that is for money for me. I played. I think a decent player. He definitely got mm. a decent score. He got 13 20. He got the second highest of the league. And unfortunately, he played me, who got the highest. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> pretty done. upset. Don't you? you love that? Oh, you it's poetic. Like, oh, this guy's been shit. And then yeah. he <laughs> turns that <laughs> exactly. around. Exactly. My score last week was absolutely horrendous. And you just would have been Mate, thinking, what a walkover we've got coming up. By the way, with you picking uh, James Desco as captain, that was the high score of the round as far as honorable other honorable mentions go. Can't get any Bang, better. boom. Hey, here's an interesting thing. Talking about Jamal Fogarty earlier and how uh, he was the one that got away from the Titans or yeah. the one that they told to leave, rather. <laughs> so uh, he got 100, 111 in Supercoach. Wow. That's that's obviously attacking stats and him, you know, try assisting and in, in the whatnot and the like. So... Uh-huh. Whoops. I <laughs> know. <laughs> Honestly, it was just such a balls up from the Titans. I can't believe they let Fogarty go. I remember saying at the beginning of the year that that was a balls up. And I've been proven to be correct. That's a balls up. That's a balls proven. up. My front rows, Tapanine, uh, Papali'i, Haas, and Talmalola. Tapane. Tapane. Sorry, Tapane. <laughs> anyway, did you just hear those four players? They're pretty darn good. Very and good, Jake. I, I am not you know, doubting your Cook embarrassment. Richards up the top, Cook so it's Harry like, Grant. mate, who do you if not I have? Yeah, if I if I play all those bench players up top, then that's three bench players already. So then I can't play both Hines and one of my fullbacks off the bench. <laughs> Where are we? Do you this know my is, only? So that's why this week I am just cutting players essentially and moving i'm going to move tamalolo into the second row my only other toot is i actually have an okay side and i've got 200 grand in the bank so i can have a little play this week too yeah yours after that score you have the makings of a good side greg it's undeniable so yeah work on it and um what a waste of a (laughs) season mate i'll probably see you in the finals now don't think you will And once again, it's time for other sports. Over to you, Greg. Well, Jake, there's plenty happening in other sports. <laughs> Are you there? Hello. But there yeah, isn't <laughs> much that I've been managing to see. Sorry, I everybody. have told you, and we've mentioned many times, we are, we've been very busy this weekend. We have had barely any chance to fit in any football, let alone any other sports. There is stacks happening at the World Athletics. But- championships we can report on yeah these are these amazing feats that have taken place well look there are some great results from an australian perspective we won the um uh javelin the other night uh which was awesome um the world champions yeah it was uh kelsey barber she Mm. won gold in the javelin at the world champs uh incredible it is incredible i believe i could be wrong i'm positive 
near positive, obviously. It can't be completely positive, but I'm near positive. I heard the other day on ABC Radio that she was about 51 mm. bucks to take out the event, but she is a very competitive player in that field. So mm. that was massive overs, if that was the case, because she has taken it out. It is an incredibly impressive performance and hopefully one that propels her through to a good con games. Yeah, that's it. Um, it's no coincidence that these championships are just before the com games. Definitely. Uh, it's, you know, the season and um, yeah, just around the corner, Birmingham. Yeah. Com so that's games. exciting. I was only just talking to Alana the other day that the com games is starting to lose a little bit of relevance. I hope sure. they, um, they focus heavily on making sure disability uh, sports are involved in the con games. And we get to see a lot more of that. And that is a high focus because that is a way we can be a strong relevance for the, you know, common um, day is that let's embrace everything in all sports. And then we'll watch it all together and celebrate everyone uh, at the Commonwealth games, all in the same competition played all at once. There's no reason why we can't. There's heaps of events that happen. Let's just throw the um, Paracom games in there as well and mm. make it just a, a theme. I don't understand why you just can't play them together. Maybe, I don't know, is it too much for TV? Not sure. Uh, the only, sorry, the, the other one I wanted to highlight was um, Australia's Eleanor Patterson. She also won gold in the high jump, not something we necessarily shine in. So that is an excellent result for her. Uh, these are the world championships. We have to remember that. And that's the mm. only reason I say Com Games is losing its relevance a little bit because we're not going against the world. We're not going against maybe the very best. Maybe in some cases mm. we are because so right? Australia is and uh, other Commonwealth countries have the best in those fields p competing at the Com Games. But there are too many where we're not seeing the best. And then we're not sort of getting a good finger on where we are around the world is what I think. Yeah. Get me wrong, I, guys. I, I know I'm going to watch mean. it. I bloody love sport. Yeah. <laughs> so it's will, great to see. I will be watching Com a Games. Bunch of, a bunch of stuff against other countries, even if it isn't the rest of the world. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I like beating the pants off other countries as well, but I just, <laughs> just think much, that we need yeah. to embrace it a little bit more. Yeah, man, that's uh, a lot happening, but that is all I could get my finger on at the moment. I um, no, I was enough. super pumped about Barbara and Patterson, and uh, I think I thought that was worth mentioning. Oh, it's a, great that we've got some athletes, mate. It's great that we've got some athletes amongst the very best in the world. Yeah, we're exactly. Just, we're just, you know, we're we're sporting nation, undeniable. We are tiny, uh, punch above our weight class. Oh, absolutely. That's the Aussie way, Aussie way right? Oh. Give me some, give me some cycling. Yeah, cycling news. Uh, people, you know, it's not really sport. They're just like staying still, moving their legs. So, <laughs> anyway, just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, this the Tour de France is is a, a quite an achievement just to finish it. If you finish in last place in the Tour de France, everyone's you're still, still bloody amazing. Yeah. Uh, but the guy that I don't know who came in last though, but the guy that came in first. <laughs> Was Jonas Vinegard? You heard me mention oh, his Vinegard. name last week, and he stayed. It wasn't Pogacar. No, Pogacar did not win. Whoa. He couldn't actually in one of the stages where Pogacar was trying to break away from Vinegard. Yeah, um, Pogacar actually had a crash, <gasps> and Vinegard waited for him to catch up. 
No, that can't happen. Well, what kind of happens is when you're race, they were only, they were in their own little group together kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, get it. Yeah. And a lot of the times- Broke away you, from the peloton, know, they say. Correct. And a lot of the times you, even though they're your competitor, they're, you know them, like you race with them all year in different, in different, yeah, like yeah, you yeah. might not be in their team because it is a team like sport, um, Tour de France, but you don't want to win like that. And you, you help your fellow um, cyclist. It's an unwritten rule. The Tour de France is for, you know, essentially for gentlemen and you, you help your fellow competitor really. Yeah. Well, I love and, that. And, I love seeing that sportsmanship. If, 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 say, if someone, in the, if the yellow jersey had a crash, then Pogachar wouldn't have just powered through. He would have waited as well. And, like, say if it happened in the peloton, the peloton would actually slow down so the riders that have crashed can somewhat catch up. Sometimes you can't let it happen. You just have to keep on going because yeah. you, you might just be about to win a stage victory. Exactly. Or it's going to destroy gone. your team you know, and everything. They're completely yeah, gone. They're, they're not getting yeah. back on their bike. They're not getting, uh, it's like, like you can uh, hear the race radio rings through and goes, ah, oh, they're broken uh, their arms. Like, well, I can't stop good. for them. Yeah. yeah. So, broken, broken rib cage. Sorry, champ. Not coming back. It's really difficult. But yeah, that's, um, that's it. That's that's the Tour de France uh, done for another year. France. I do like tuning in. I didn't get to see too much of the end, but um, that's because we had some distraction. And which is what we're going to get into right now. Let's not delay it any further. <laughs> Distractions. Distractions. Commitments. <laughs> All right, you've gotten sick of hearing uh, that we, everyone visited me in Melbourne. We're going to Melbourne. We're going to Melbourne. We're going to Melbourne. We're going to Melbourne. We went to Melbourne. It was <laughs> such a good time. We um we caught up on a few nights there. We were down there for mm. like a, a long weekend, so that was great. I yeah, I absolutely loved that bar that you took us to, Jake. The uh, That's great. way that we got in through the cupboard was mm. just incredible i feel like we'll probably get one of those maybe in the next 10 years in brisbane it'll take a while but we'll we, we get stuff about a decade later yep. you would walk into the bar and it just looks like your, your usual setup bar and there's a little cupboard off to the corner you open the door and then the back opened up so it wasn't just your typical i open the door and oh yeah it's a fake door no 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 you open the door it was still a cupboard and there was clothes and everything you had to push the clothes and then the door at the back opened up it was so cool downstairs i love the aesthetic as well the exposed brick little bits of wood Ah oh, man. Yes, I'm finding out more and more place. that you um you really get off on exposed <gasps> exposed brick. Love exposed brick. I mean and I love wood. <laughs> I'm just gonna like send you a brick for your next birthday. Mate, send it. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> uh yeah i'm glad you liked it uh it was was so much fun great time and great vibe uh yeah yeah plenty of fun and and then of course um we did a bit of gambling then didn't we we did onto the casino onto the crown and we uh we had a good time we all ended up winning at the end of the day i think i'm pretty sure you Mm. came out on top I, yeah, just a small victory. I walked in with 150. I walked out with 160 and good spirits. So that's a small win. 
Uh, Bryce, cleaned up. I think he won about 500 bucks. That is awesome. Maybe more. Maybe more. Maybe six. I, I, yeah, I said I was more like, yeah, I was more like a thousand saying everybody. It was like over exaggerating. Yeah, great. He won I a thousand. <laughs> I feel like he lost it one a thousand. Don't and let the truth lost a get bit. in the way of a good story, mate. No, never. And um, and surely Nicholas, he had to stepped out Nicholas of had a win you know, as well a bit sooner. I think he would have kept it. Myself and Nicholas were playing a poker machine together, and we thought that we'd cleaned up on the major jackpot. So we are yes. like up in our seats, blind. You guys drunk, were making some noise, yeah, as if we just won a million bucks, <laughs> and we still didn't get any security attention. It was excellent. <laughs> You know who did get some security yeah. attention? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my my partner. Um, oh. Yeah. It's funny too because yeah. she got us there. We were yeah. lost. We, were we didn't know where drunk, we were going in the casino. Lost, never yeah, going to find where we're anywhere. Going. She got us there. And then she's like, she oh, this the is the room. Right. And then didn't get laid <laughs> She was uh, very upset. Oh, um, it wasn't. She fair. definitely gets uh, a bit sad when you know her being having a one or two or ten more <laughs> drinks than she should have um, gets in the way of her being able to do the things that she oh, wants to do. Mate. So oh, she look, was, was a bit devo, but called it a night, oh, and then that's when we kicked on. Turn it in anyway. Yeah. We only did the boys thing where you just sit off and basically anti-social gamble. But we had a bit of a social gamble going on because we were all there. Um, still enjoying ourselves. There's a funny story there too. Um, there was. We, were, we were we were outside. Some of some two of the guys um, were having some death sticks and um, cigarettes for for layman's layman's. <laughs> and um, and uh, this uh, uh, fella came from out of nowhere asking for a light. He tripped over and fell, fell down right in front of us. Completely like, fell into the group overhead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's just like hello, boom. Uh, look, he'd been having obviously a huge night. He'd had he a good six time. cigarette in his he, mouth, so obviously a needed deal. a light. Yep. Um, and then from there, we turned around, and there, there were about seven, six, seven security guards ready to uh jump this guy. And we were <laughs> weren't we caught off guard? <laughs> oh, mate, you see seven dudes in, in suits coming at you, it does put you off. Well, and we were kind of suited up, so we were looking, we, we just stepped away. <laughs> I'm yeah, I, I literally just turned around, put my hands up as if I was getting and about to get shot at and just was like, hey, 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 what's going on here? And they're like, you guys are right. We're just, we just want to talk right. to this guy. And it's like, this one. Well, what are you going to do with him? I mean, he's, he's outside. He's not in the casino anymore. We did not ask any more You're going to throw him in the river? We walked away. Anyway, they they didn't. We did walk away as quickly as possible, but then that man caught up with us and we, after that, diverted uh, away from him we did. until he gave me a smack on the bottom as we most did. drunk people will do to other <laughs> yeah. men uh, even Jake, if they don't people know see them. people see your bottom they want to give it a smack <laughs> it is true <laughs> all right <laughs> look the other uh distraction that what i else wanted did you get to... up to when you were down there or no sorry other the other distraction i wanted to share from that same night was my wife's distraction because yes, she needed yes. to share the fact that she had a blast and had an excellent time as well she sure. then um ushered jackie back up to the room she was happy to go with her because she had had her fair share as well they were going yeah, back was, for some a room service and mm. they ordered some burgers they had some uh toast apparently <laughs> some jam sure, there, toast. there was to there was toast yeah there was the toast. toast there was some chips there and there were chips they'd ordered what 
they thought was enough. Alana goes to the bathroom, comes out with Jackie half on the bed, half on the floor with the phone saying, and we'll get some fried rice as well. (laughs) (laughs) They certainly did get fried rice all over the fucking floor. Oh, so good. And the bed. Alana said she, she the tray comes in, they put it on the bed, and Alana's like, I better get that off the bed. And Jackie's like, No, I got it. Bang. <laughs> all over the floor. Fried rice. I don't know if you guys know this, but fried rice is going all over the floor. Pretty messy. She's mm. on the floor with Alana on their hands and knees, picking them up. It's saying to Alana, shh, shh, don't show Jake. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed my know, ass babe. off when I heard that the first time. Um, yeah, Jake, yeah, pretty Jake sure he's going At uh, 3.30 in the morning, greeted yeah. by a pile of fried rice all over the ground. There was a napkin of full of fried rice that my wife said, I, I pulled up as much as I can. I pulled up so much. I thought we did a good job. Classic. Oh, and Jake Actually, they did clean, clean up, up drunk at 3.30. Yeah, I did. And look, they did yeah, They did clean up. Uh, yeah, I, I just had to. It was just one of those things I had to do. <laughs> I, was I couldn't go to sleep with that being there. Look, you know, it was all right. It was all right. It did smell like front rice right in the room, for sure. <laughs> exactly. I was just like, oh, here's the room service. And, um, <laughs> and uh, all over the floor. Oh, uh, look, mate. they did a somewhat good job so to, considering the state they were in. Exactly. I managed to clean it up um, and uh, shower and, and hit the hay and... Uh, thank God, because it was a huge night. Why rip a night? Yeah, that that was the start of our Melbourne trip. So yeah, just such a great night to begin with. We um we still caught up on the Saturday and we played some video games at the Crown. Uh, we got yeah. some food together at the food court. Some hits and misses. I really swung and I missed, but that yeah. is to be expected. I was not in a good way the next we, day. We should have uh, we should have organised a booking in a restaurant, but we kind of thought by then um. Mate, would that be, uh, place over and out, but that um, place yeah. is busy at the moment. Mm. Like Brisbane is still yeah, a Melbourne's ghost busy, yeah. town in the city, whereas Melbourne it is all happening. Everyone's there. Yeah. It was cold. It was raining. No one cares. They're all out. They're still enjoying it. It was. It's um, a celebration, baby. Yeah, it really was. We tried to get in a laser tag. Booked out till quarter to one. Tried it again into bowling. Booked out till twelve thirty in the morning. It was yeah. a busy place and the morning was not much different. Alana and I went and got some beautiful Melbourne coffee. Uh, we were going to sit down and get some breakfast. Every single cafe was absolutely brimming with people. We had no chance to sit down and get some food. So we just got some handheld stuff and I walked down Hosea Lane and I checked out mm. the brilliant graffiti art. Yeah, cool. That was super fun. So, and uh, check, you know, did a walk through Fed Square. So it was um, just did mm. the classic Melbourne stuff. And I had yeah. an absolute best time, Jacob. Thanks for showing oh, us mate. around. You're a bloody legend. No you Any too, time. Jackie. Thanks, Jack. Yeah. Yeah. She's not listening, but absolutely no. She'll no be listening. She'll be listening to this one. She'll have to. Your <laughs> body listen. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. Nah. Book, um, happy to have you back soon. That'd be lovely. We're coming back. Yeah, please do. Okay, more distractions, of course, other than the Melbourne chat. 
the Comic Con was on San Diego Comic Con. Oh, was tell it? You all, all the trailers come out as well, even if there's nothing to do with the Comic Cons. I liked San Diego. Um, so yeah, yeah, it was beautiful. Nice. It was a really, really lovely spot. It's um right there on the coast, and yeah, good food and good mm, vibe. Mm. I like San Diego. It was good fun. Yeah, that's where it's all at for the Comic Con. Bunch of trailers. You should check them out, guys. Trailers, uh, trailers ahoy as um, podcasts I listen to. The Weekly Planet always says they'd be talking about all the trailers. So if you really want to hear people talk about the Comic-Con trailers, go check them out. But the Shazam trailer looks cool. Um, the uh, Dungeons and Dragons movie is just, oh, that yeah. great. That looks great. You should definitely check that out. Looks, yeah, that okay. looks fun. I think all you'd right. like the look I'll of that a lot. Right. Yeah, Chris Pine's um, one of the characters in it. Oh, cool. One of the actors in it. He's a bit of comic relief, so they're, they're mm-hmm. not going too serious, but it looks, looks fantastic, like a cool adventure movie. There's a Wakanda Forever trailer, so um, oh, Black Panther really? 2 trailer is out. How are they yeah. doing that? Who's Black Panther? Uh, I think it's going to be Shuri. Um, okay. They didn't quite show her in the outfit, but okay. it's, yeah. So um, Namor Man, is flipping sad, isn't it? Oh, it's just awful. And the trailer is quite sad. So brace yourself. Oh man. Um, don't cry a lot. Mo- quite moving. I yeah. cried on the flight on the way down because I watched Spider-Man <laughs> way home <laughs> that's right and then you during and then tom holland is um is doing like you know all the louis vuitton the louis vuitton ads and, and you, what did you I do stro- yeah. i strolled by and i looked up and i was like no one remembers you <laughs> spoiler alert for uh spider-man no way home no, I don't. Uh, well that doesn't release too much but yeah it was um no. it was uh yeah everyone's seen that now Really quite shocking for me to watch it again. No one and knows. I, I'm an ugly crier, so I'm in the middle of the flight, and uh, I didn't. Um, people, oh, sorry, yeah, on one but side were, of yeah, me where I do weeping. not know them, and I am yeah. I'm weeping. Uh, <laughs> when I walked past Tom Holland uh, doing the Louis Vuitton, I was like, "Hello, I'm I'm Tom Holland, aren't I? Isn't it? I'm Tom Holland, isn't it? That's what I said. You're funny." <laughs> Money, um, kind of forever looks cool. Check it out. Yeah, um, she Hulk, She Hulk TV series is coming oh, yeah, to cool, cool. us soon. Yeah, a bit of fun, a bit, a bit yeah. silly. Um, and then Marvel was like, Here's all the other movies that are coming out. Everyone lost their shit. So make sure you oh, check man. out what's happening in stage in phase five. I'm not going to go through them all now. And but Probably because I just want to talk, yeah, exactly. I just want to talk about though, real quick. They, they talked about what's happening at the end of phase six, if you can believe it. They didn't announce any movies except for the one that started it. And I don't remember what it is. It doesn't really matter because they said, I'm going to like Kevin Feige. He's like, let me tell you how phase six is going to end. And this is like 2025, the end of 2025. And they announced two Avengers movies for the end of 2025. And everyone wow. lost their fucking mind. <laughs> So um yeah it's gonna so they could change these titles you never know but that it's gonna be Avengers the Kang Dynasty so mm-hmm. Kang the Conqueror who yep. will be more introduced he's already somewhat been introduced but more introduced in um, Ant Man Quantum Mania oh yeah cool cool and coming coming soon coming soon and uh, thanks Marvel for the money by the way and um... give us your money Marvel <laughs> give us your money we know you got lots of it you gave yeah. the AFL a big heap. <laughs> yes, that's true with Marvel Stadium. Um, and then Avengers uh, Secret Wars, which is the hot, hot, um, huge comic book 
that rivals, you know, the Infinity War saga. And so it's the next big thing. So, um, yeah. Uh, brace yourself for more Marvel. It, you know, I think we've all kind of had a bit of a break. The COVID came at the right time for Marvel because everyone had fatigue of superhero movies, and You're probably even now right there, there Jake. Good call. Some and yeah, and they had their all their Disney Plus um, stuff starting. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. See much? Yeah. <laughs> Keep everyone at home streaming Disney Plus shows. <laughs> this is how we're going to do it. Um, they don't want to see the movies anymore. We're not going to make as much money as Avengers Endgame. But um, what they're doing is obviously building back up to something to get that level again. And they're really smart. Huge. And and um, people and still go doing. see those movies, even if those movies aren't great. Like that new latest Thor movie hasn't got the best reviews, but I bet it's still good. And, I bet, still still good. Some, and I bet they still made some money off it. And yeah, of course they it, did. It just adds to the whole saga that they're creating, like the next saga that they're creating. And it, it just becomes part of a bigger bigger you know picture and it, and it still has relevance regardless of is anyone no one really liked it or not that's right it's so, a building um, building block and it might mm. just have 10 minutes in there that's of utter relevance that you need for the story so they Spot do really on. well in building that now don't they yeah and i've bought people in have so. to go back and watch that i'm movie, a sucker i'll watch know. it i'll yeah. watch it all yeah, you eventually have to watch every single that's one of them right. exactly exactly <laughs> All right, that's enough uh, nerd talk. But speaking of nerds, uh, there's out. a bunch of geeks getting around with some beauties in Beauty and the Geek Australia, which we just love to watch. We, we do, Jake. It is a guilty pleasure and it Definitely is something that we share. Sure. <laughs> it, look, and we, we spoke about this over the weekend, uh, how impressive all the couples are. Generally, there's a bunch that you can sort of just take or leave and you're just like, yeah, once you go, no one will care. There's sort of like five or six couples. Nah, maybe not that many. There's at least sort of four couples that are just a bit <laughs> ho-hum. But there, there are, are a couple, yeah. gold couples everywhere this series. Mm. It has been exciting. There's already been couples that look like they're going to be together forever. There's people that have that found is, themselves yeah found themselves and each other at the same time and they mm. are, mm. are now a couple and now they're off and they're moving because uh, they got booted off for the show last night. I said that to Alana. Yeah. For me, that could have been the best outcome because they seem like they've already got it sorted. What other people need oh. seven or eight weeks for, they've already got it sorted. How'd you get? Uh, those two are ready to root, so definitely yeah, get them off the show. Root, let them, let, them, the let show, them go let them have go. some fun. <laughs> let them go see if it actually is going to work and, um, yeah, get amongst it, you two. At least you get um, to root out of it. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> Let's keep this PG-13. Yeah. And, yep. um, yeah, the, the rest of the geeks for sure. Yeah, I mean, Look, one of them already just... had a makeover and he looks amazing. Exactly. I, I, think, I, I, I love... I, I've heard they do tell them not to shave, but of course, oh, I mean, of course these they guys would. aren't keeping themselves looking that as good as That's they do exactly in the makeover right. anyway. You know? That's there's, right. They've never looked like that. And if they did ever look like that, it's because they used to look after themselves and now they don't, and they needed help to get back on track or they needed that confidence to be able to show that image. So there's plenty I of know setups on the show and you can yeah, feel it, right? But I feel as though I'm a good judge of character and I can just feel people. And it seems to me like there are a lot, there's a fair bit of honesty that's going on there where you really do have some genuine people looking after people to grow and make them become better people in the Mm. world. 
from both sides, you know, your beauties and your geeks, there's plenty that both parties can help each other with. And that's what I like most about it. Yeah. The girls, like the beauties are always like, you know, they're, they're too, they're generally too much for their, their previous partners and stuff. Like they need someone that's a bit more out of the box. No one can take me. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. But these these, geeks are like, mate, I'll take anyone. (laughs) Give me a go. You're a lovely person. An open book. You seem like a lovely person. And yeah, sure. It may have been the uh the gift of patience that some of them have given that makes it last a little bit longer. But look, everyone needs a bit of patience. And Mm. to me, there's so many looks like perfect little marriages there, or at least little flings that are gonna hang on to for a little while. Yeah, it's it's actually great. Yeah, it's it's the cast is great this year. It's a great watch. We're gonna keep you guys informed. We'll keep you up to date. I really liked that last um, challenge they just did where they got to fly the flight simulator. Uh, simulator, I should oh, say. Oh yeah. Yep. Uh, that was great. I wouldn't mind trying one of them out. Me too. Um, I would like a flight simulator. Pretty, I think they're fun. Pretty cool. Pretty yeah. cool. Well, that one was like the one that they used to train pilots in. So yeah, we, we probably won't get to try that one. Probably out. not. No. 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 All right. Uh, that's been a, this has been a huge show. So let's wrap this up real quick. Well, it's the end of the couch commentator. Now it's time to say, see you later. Now it's time to say, see you later. I hate you, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be part right. of it so much. I know. Oh, I, just like, I just let you sing that part then. Couchies. Uh, right. It has been yeah, we're done. Absolute pleasure. <laughs> Thank you for putting up with our dribble for the last. <laughs> I don't know what this is going to end up about. Maybe three hours. <laughs> we somehow always manage to cut it back to one hour 30. Or rather, hour you 30 do. is generally pretty standard. <laughs> yeah thanks couchies for sticking around to listen to this uh around 19 chat uh the real deal yep that's the broncos we love our brisbane broncos can't wait to watch them in their game against the west tigers next week Lots plenty of other to awesome football good games next week good games in the weeks ahead super coach is heating up oh yeah. i am putting up scores so watch out i'm coming for you bottom of the hope ladder. i'm not yeah hope i'm not versing <laughs> you in one of my games uh, coming up yeah so, you uh, uh, pretty scary all of a sudden uh, one one game so watch Managed out to re-ahead at the very last minute <laughs> broncos a big game next week against one of the bottom of the table you know the tigers as i said shouldn't be anywhere near us so we should really do a job on them i hope we do yeah, yeah. I mean, sorry, Tigers quite, fans. I understand quite, that you've had a lot of pain this week. Mm, We're hoping to inflict more. Yeah, I mean, we've got to look after our team, don't we? Yep, that's right. Thanks, uh, thank you, Jacob, for joining me, and thank you for our Melbourne trip. We just had the absolute best time, mate. Eh? You're a bloody legend. You and Jackie, oh, mate, are amazing hosts. Thank you so much. Thank you, Greg. It was my pleasure to host you guys. And it's been a pleasure to be co-host on this podcast today. Thank you so much, Couchies, for listening. Make sure you uh, check out our Instagram at The Couch Commentator. We've got a TikTok too, which one day we'll have a post on it at Dude, The Couch one Commentator. Of my, one of my coaches has what? already signed up what? for it. One of my coaches yeah, has already signed you. up. 
appreciate it yeah we'll get a following before we actually have a yeah, post Loki. brilliant yeah brilliant stuff uh and of course subscribe to our podcast for those notifications so you don't ever miss an episode when it comes out that's it for this week can't wait to talk to you all next week signing off again <laughs>